Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is the show we've been waiting for all year. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the ISTE conference. The ISTE conference is happening next week in Chicago, Illinois. We are so excited. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I just said we, didn't I? That is right. We have not one, not two, not three, not four, but we have five podcasters on this show tonight, all of whom are going to be going to ISTE, all of whom are going to be checking out the great events, the vendors, the parties, the bloggers cafe, all of these wonderful things. And tonight we're going to be talking to you a little bit about what ISTE is how you can survive ISTE, and we're going to be giving you our tips and tricks for what you can do if you're at ISTE and what you can do if you're, you know, hashtag not at ISTE 18 this year. Before we get started here, I want to remind you guys that we are live each and every single Wednesday at 8.30 Eastern. We would love to have you guys be a part of our show. And of course, we're going to be broadcasting live from well, we're going to be broadcasting live from many places at ISTE, and we will tell you all about that as the show goes on. But first, I want to bring on our guests. I want to bring on the one, the only, Dr. Will. Dr. Will, how are you today? I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It is great to have you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and most importantly, tell us about your podcast. Uh, well, I'm an instructional uh, technologist, but I'm working on getting out of K-12 through in the higher ed. Uh, I'm just a chiller, man. I'm, I, I love the Netflix, and I have this podcast, The Dr. Will Show, where I interview educators and entrepreneurs on leveling up. And I'm excited about actually podcasting from ISTE for the first time. I am excited. We were talking about this a few weeks ago, and you're like, I don't know if I can go. I'm going to go. And you're like, dude, I am going. I am excited. Uh, what What is the one thing that excites you the most about coming to ISTE this year? Honest, it's the Bloggers Cafe. Uh, with the sessions, <clears throat> they're pretty much hit or miss. And I say that because with all of us being on Twitter and different capacities of our jobs, instructional technologies or coach or whatever, we come in contact with a lot of different tools already. And so with the sessions, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's trying to find that something that I'm missing uh, from my professional development that I need. And then, of course, is the Bloggers Cafe, which is, is, is popping. I mean, it's, it's the velvet rope uh, of, of the conference, you know, really? where... Well, you, I mean, you know, all of us see, a lot of us see each other with, where we connect via Voxer or Zoom or whatever. We do podcast shows. But ISTE is when we actually get to see each other offline and really sort of kick it and, and, and see each other on that personal level. And so for me, it's, it's just everything. When I went to my first ISTE in Atlanta, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is insane. And so... From there, as always, go to the, the Blogs Cafe. Very, very cool. I'm looking forward to meeting you and uh, checking out the great stuff that you're doing. I want to bring on Mr. Brad Scheffler. Brad, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. I, uh, I found out that my session is not on Sunday, so I've got four extra days to prepare. So that's a really nice uh, relief I picked up today, um, right before we went on air. And uh, But I'm doing good, man. I'm excited. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You, you said prepare. You, you mean rehearse and refresh your notes, right? 
Well, yeah, no, it's an ignite, so it has to be like perfect, memorized to the T, so that it prepares, you know, you know, get it perfect. Well, That's what it means. We're here to talk all about that great stuff. Talk to us a little bit about your podcast, Brad. Uh, yeah, I'm the host of the Planning Period Podcast, which is a very informal, relaxed show with just two educators sitting down talking about uh, whatever kind of floats their boat in education as if they were running into each other in the break room on their planning period. And where can we go to find out more information? Uh, BradShuffler.com. Pretty cool. I want to bring on one more podcaster, Dan. Dan, how are you today? Introduce yourself. I'm awesome, Jeff. Thanks for having me. My name is Dan Krinus. I am a middle school instructional coach in the great state of Connecticut. And uh, yes, very excited about going to ISTE. It'll be my first time presenting at ISTE. And actually, I have the opposite opinion as Brad. It's interesting. I am looking forward to my session being early on Sunday and getting it over with. So I don't have to worry about it for four more days after that. That is awesome. What's your session? So my session is uh, 1130 to 1230 Sunday morning. And the topic is top tech tools for coaches. Say that five times fast. Top tech tools for coaches. Top. T- Never mind. That is awesome. <laughs> what kind of things can we expect to hear from you? So uh, my presentation is, first of all, it's an interactive lecture. So I'm going real low key with the actual presentation part. And I don't want to actually lecture too much. I want uh, anybody who attends the session to actually interact and, and uh, you know, get a chance to really try out some of these tools. So I created a, a nice Padlet. Um, I, I'm trying to remember the link right now. I think it's padlet.com slash Dan Krinus slash tools for, no, tools for coach it. I, anyway, I'll, I'll uh, it in the show notes. Yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> but, uh, but I created a really cool Padlet and I and sent out a survey and a lot of teachers weighed in with what their favorite, uh, I should, should say coaches weighed in with what their favorite tech tools are. And uh, we're just going to get a chance to learn about them and try them out and help each other uh, get better with them. That is absolutely awesome. Thank you for much for joining us. I want to bring on the lovely, the wonderful. See, they don't know who I'm talking about yet. Valerie, how are you today? I'm doing good. I would, as the only female in the crew, I was hoping that I was the only one that you would describe as lovely. <laughs> talk to us a little bit about yourself, Valerie, and uh, talk to us about your podcast. Well, I don't podcast, but I have my students podcast, and so, um, and it's it's something that I should get into, and I do need to make more time for it. But I'm passionate about students with special needs. So I just transitioned out of a resource role and going into assistant principalship um, this fall. So hopefully this will be a way or a strategy that I could encourage teachers to utilize with their students and allowing them more of a role to amplify their voices. So I love podcasting. I love listening to several podcasts and in, in the group that you guys have in Boxer, I've learned so much I'm from all the experts in the room. That is awesome. Thank you so much for being here. It is nice to have you. We have one more podcaster, probably one of the farthest podcasters that we've ever had. I want to bring on Jethro. Jethro, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing so good. It's not even dinner time in Alaska yet. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, it is only 440 here. And so Unlike Jeff, who's staying up late every night to do podcasts, I get up early, and most of my podcasts happen at like 6 o'clock in the morning. So uh, it's good to be doing this in the late afternoon. I should have taken a little nap to get juiced, but that's all right. I'll go with what I got. Nice. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you do and your show and all that other great stuff. 
So I'm a uh, middle school principal up here in Alaska in Fairbanks. And uh, since tomorrow's the longest day, we uh, are not going to have any darkness. Um, well, we haven't for a couple of weeks, and we're going to go a couple more weeks with no darkness. It's awesome. And my podcast is called Transformative Principle. But what I'm really excited about is, sadly, I don't get to be at ISTE this year. And so I'm part of the hashtag not at ISTE, but I do put on my own conference called Transformative Leadership Summit. I'd encourage you to check out at transformativeleadershipsummit.com. And uh, it's going to be awesome. And we're talking about empowerment. You guys will check that out. And that is just because if you're not a leader by title, you're a leader by action. And so I want you to join that transformativeleadershipsummit.com. And, of course, we'll have all the links to the show notes. This is Tech Educator Podcast number 186 or... Because this is an ISTE show, you can simply go to teachercast.net slash ISTE and learn all about the great stuff that TeacherCast has done in the past seven years. can't believe this is going to be our seventh ISTE. We've traveled all around the country. We've done a lot of things. And I was once that, that first-time podcaster, first-time person way, way, way back when ISTE was in San Diego. So let's just kind of start. And we're going we're gonna, to gonna go around the horn here. We've never done this before. But anybody that's watching the video right now on TeacherCast.tv or on Facebook or Twitter, Periscope, we are going to go six, one, two, three, four, five, six people wide right now on our video. We have some great stuff. So tell you what, let's just kind of start with the beginning here. Um, what, what is this ISTE conference that we all know and love? Why are we going to this one single place? Brad, why are, what is the ISTE conference, Brad? The best way I have come up with to describe this conference to people is it is my annual pilgrimage to Mecca. It is it is absolutely the hub of all things ed tech. It is insanity. It is massive. It is hard to describe the scale of the place. My first time going, I remember being in the registration area and just taking pictures of how many people were around me, all excited about education and technology. And it is just a place full of like-minded people and a kind of magic that I don't think is duplicated pretty much anywhere else. I, I can certainly agree with that. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Why this conference? Why... Why spend the time? Why spend the money? Why, why do all this stuff? What is the ISTE conference for you? So uh, this will be my second time going, and I, and I think I can speak for just about anybody who's ever been there before, and I guess this is advice to people who have never been there before. The connections, uh, the, the personal connections that you can make with other educators, maybe other educators whom you've only connected with virtually on social media, Twitter, Voxer, whatever, um, seeing these people face-to-face, -face, you know, like some of us on this panel right now, um, you know, we've we've communicated for a while. And Dr. Will, Valerie, I've known for like a few years now. I've never met them in person. Uh, Brad, I was on his podcast. You know, like I, I want to meet everybody. And so I think that uh, absolutely, without a doubt, it's uh, it's connecting with other, uh, like we already said, like-minded educators, educators who are really into that educational technology, but who are just super passionate about lifelong learning and, and doing it on their own and more importantly, with others and making those connections. So we know that this is a, a massive ordeal, right? Like one of the things that I remember every year when we do these kinds of shows is we talk about the number one thing that you need to understand when going to ISTE, and that's always wear comfortable shoes because you yes. never know how many miles you're going to be putting on. And I think McCormick Center, if I'm not mistaken, is five floors. So... You're going to be marching up and down to find different things here. Um, 
but, but you know, it always comes the I can't make it. I don't know what to do. I'd like to participate. I'm stuck in Alaska. Valerie, talk to us a little bit about some of the things that are happening around the globe next week for people who are, how would you put it, not at ISTE. All right. So some of those things that are happening around the globe are certainly follow the hashtag not at ISTE. Um, it's almost like being at the conference without physically being there. There are challenges. There are bad. There's badge making um, just like we wear when we show up at ISTE and some people wear those ribbons, you know, all the way down to their feet, you'll have a digital version of that, which you get to create. There are challenges, there are giveaways, there are Ignite sessions and keynotes happening on the Not the hashtag. You can also follow the Path to Scope EDU crew. There are about a dozen scopers that will be using Periscope and bringing those sessions to you live. Interviews, giveaways there as well. So you don't have to miss a beat and you can enjoy all of this from the comfort of your home or your office space when the boss is not looking. Whatever you want to do, you can too enjoy this by following particularly those two hashtags, the not at ISTE and pass the scope with you. I think that is absolutely fantastic that there is a place for people to get the learning, get the knowledge, you know, and, and, and do it from your home, right? Like, and, and one of the things that we always look at is, is what is the best way to do this, right? Is it to go to every session? Is it to pick the sessions you like? What, uh, Dan, you've been here, you know, you said you've been here before. What is your strategy when working at ISTE and, and finding the one or two things to do every day out of the millions of possibilities? Well, first of all, I'm glad you said one or two things because I, I do feel uh, like a lot of people who go there for the first time think I need to attend session after session after session every single day. And I would say I would advise people not to do that because you think about the tradition, traditional sessions, whether they be uh, those interactive uh, lectures or um, what else are they called? The BYOD, like bring your own device. You know, those are fine, but they're a little more sit and get. I'm not going to lie. There are so many other things going on throughout the convention center, like playground sessions or poster sessions, or even just like Dr. Will said, hanging out in the bloggers cafe, meeting and greeting people, making those connections. So um, I think first and foremost, don't go in there thinking that you're going to plan out your whole day just sitting in sessions because um, I think it's safe to say, I'm, I'm guessing everyone would agree. I see some heads nodding, like a lot of the learning and so much of the real meat that comes out of the conference. No offense to any you know session. I'm doing a session too, like, but it, so much of it comes from that other stuff too. And even the social events that take place in the evening times. EdTech karaoke is amazing. And that's yes. Wednesday night or uh, Tuesday night. Sorry. It, and you're right. It's really about finding the best ways to handle this. And I am not saying this to knock anybody's session. I think everybody that participates and presents are all wonderful. But I'm glad that ISTE gives us the opportunity to do interactive sessions, right? Where there's the, you know, there's the expectation from the crowd that this isn't just an hour long sit and get. You know, I usually say to people, don't don't go to ISTE and spend your time watching somebody talk over their blog post. Right. Like go to someplace and get something out of it. Right. And oh, we lost Dan for a second, but that's OK. Now, Brad, talk to us a little bit about what your strategy is for next week. 
Um, in the past, my move has usually been to go through this the session list of all the options and just star everything that's even remotely interesting. And then day of, I tend to say, okay, when am I going to get up? Depends on what I did the night before and how long I spent any hours there. And I kind of make those decisions day of. So I have a list that at any given time, there's probably two or three things I'd be willing to see. Um, and then usually I get out of a session and I head to the bloggers cafe and I sit there and look through my options and see if there's something I want to see right then or wait an hour. Or, um, and I kind of make a lot of those decisions day of because I also, the connections obviously are critical. And one of the questions I ask a lot of people I talk to is, what are you going to see? What are you excited about seeing today? Because that session list is way too long to actually look through every single one. Right. So I depend on everyone else to have helped me with that. And a lot of these sessions this year are going to be videotaped, not only by Valerie, and we're going to certainly talk a little bit more about that as we go through here. Uh, well, not necessarily all by Valerie. I don't think she's, she's not going to be periscoping every <laughs> single thing. But I mean... Um, you know, and it's also ISTE. ISTE's got some great sessions that are already that are going to be videotaped and archived for people that are out there in the audience. Um, Valerie, what what's your strategy this year, both as a presenter and also as the videographer for those who can't make it? Well, at this point, this year, I'm all about the people. So the strategy this year is to amplify the voices of those teachers that aren't necessarily are celebrities, so to speak, the ones that don't have the 50K following, but are doing great things in their districts and in their building and amplifying that kind of work and just rubbing shoulders with people. When you attend ISTE, you find people sitting in the hallways and they're running their own organic conversations. As Dan mentioned earlier, a lot of the sessions that are on the list are gonna be things that you're probably familiar with. So the strategy is certainly Find those things that you think are going to be beneficial to you in the upcoming school year. Those areas that may be a concern for your school, local school improvement plans, maybe for you professionally developing and growing. But as Brad mentioned as well, you're going to be pulled left or right. That person you're sitting next to in the bloggers cafe is going to say, hey, why don't you come here with me? And boop, there goes your list. There goes your planned session. So certainly be flexible. Um, meeting with some of the vendors in the exhibition hall and being very selective about that because, you know, sometimes eh, it can kind of feel a little flea marketish, and people are trying to shove things down your throat where you as an educator may not be the decision maker. You don't have a purchase order that you can sign off on. So you really want to be intentional on those companies that are really trying to amplify teachers' voices. And as we can see this week, Flipgrid is definitely leading the charge in that, just really bringing educators to the forefront. And so my goal and my strategy is to bring those stories that make sense to life and then asking the people, what is it and where do you want the 12 of us to go? What do you want to see? And letting the people lead us. So I'm not making any of those decisions. We're going to let the people do the talking this year. I love that strategy. And I love that. Again, it's the conference that brings people together. I always say, 18 to 20,000 of your closest friends are all right there. You know, reach out, make some friends, talk to people. Bloggers Cafe is a great spot. The hallways are amazing. Find a floor, have a good time with it. Will, what's your strategy? I know you're, you're, you're new coming into ISTE. What, uh, what, what, what are you thinking about with all this? Uh, it, it, it's going to be what I have uh, done in the past in terms of, like Brad, you know, once the sessions, you know, hit, I go, I, I start everything that I go, okay, 
this stuff on blended learning, this stuff on uh, ADE, this iPad stuff. Okay, cool. But then I'm going to play it by ear once I get there and see how that feels. Because, I, you know, I'm not going to try to go to every session because I know that's, like, impossible and it's crazy. Uh, and, by the way, since, you, you know, you mentioned it's five floors, you could have a session that is over here. Your next session could be, like, 20 minutes over there. So yes. you might not, you might say, hey, I don't feel like walking that 20 minutes to get to that session. I'll check this out later. Um, I'll say be intentional. Yeah. Well, well, let's take a look at that because, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what I've been doing the last couple of days here, which is organizing my Google Calendar. And uh, I've made a separate Google Calendar just for ISTE, right? And I've, I've invited a few friends to share that calendar. That way we all kind of know where we're going and what sessions. Um, have you guys looked into things like that? I mean, how, how are you organizing, you know, the day with everything? What technology are you using to make sure that next week is, is going to be everything that you can be? Yeah, actually, uh, Jeff, it's funny you mentioned that because Valerie can vouch, too, for the fact that the, uh, the Past the Scope EDU crew uh, did the same thing, created a, a Google Calendar, and we've all been putting in there kind of uh, where we're going to be and when. And, uh, you know, like she said, we, we really want... Um, to cover the event from lots of different angles. And so that gives us an idea of not only where everybody is and when, but exactly kind of who is covering what. You know, someone's doing an interview while another person is doing a session while another person is uh, getting ready to scope a, a keynote or something. So, you know, there's so much going on at any one time. Um, but with our team on the ground live streaming, uh, at least we can, and, and it was funny, Valerie did this from her home last year in Atlanta. Now she'll be there this year, but we kind of run a production and, uh, and we need to sort of keep tabs on, on where everybody is. So just like you, we created that, we shared it out and, and people have been, uh, you know, planning uh, where they're going to be and when and, and who's going to be covering what. So, so Jethro, with you being still in, in, in Alaska, which I believe that's that's what three days behind everybody here. Is that is that the way that works? <laughs> yes. Your ISTE actually behind. starts in August, right? Is that how this works here by the that's time right. time zones <laughs> yeah, and stuff? Yeah. What what is your strategy here? Okay, because I mean, obviously you can go online and find all the resources that people are tweeting out in the links. You can wait for people to do past the scope, but even with that stuff, there's still a, an an idea that the content that they're passing around is going to be archived somewhere, right? So you don't have to necessarily watch it live. What is your strategy for keeping up with everything when look, that ISTE hashtag, you know, hashtag ISTE18 is going to be flying next week. Yes, it, it absolutely is. And so the idea of keeping up with it, I'm just not even going to try. So what I'm going <laughs> to do is I, I have this... Yeah, <laughs> I have this little secret that I use is I add people to a private list on Twitter and um, and those people, I just keep them in this private list. Those are the ones that I'm following with this. And so, you know, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff going on about uh, about uh, ISTE in general and not at ISTE. And so to me, I'm not there anyway. And so it doesn't matter if it's at ISTE or not at ISTE or whatever, I'm going to be following a specific group of people that I I believe are influencers that I that I care what they think, so that I'm catching what they're putting out rather than um, trying to, you know, dip my cup in a in a waterfall. That just that doesn't work out too well. You usually lose the cup. 
that is such a a great suggestion with everything there. And again, if you're out there and you're part of the Not at ISTE crowd, Valerie, where can people go to learn about the Not at ISTE um, organ, organized events, I should say? Well, the Not at ISTE group, uh, there's a Google Plus community. Um, so if you just use that hashtag and Jessica Wagner and Peggy George run that, uh, Susie Hiley, if you connect with them on Twitter, you'll be able to get more information about that Google Plus. And they also have a boxer group, which in the past few days, several people have been joining and coming in and getting ready for all the Not at Isti events. Now, one of the things that was just mentioned in our chat room over here on Facebook and I got to say, I can't believe this is a thing, but I, but it is this year. They are doing a hashtag ISTE tag 18 game. I, I, I'm assuming that this is based off the movie that's going to be coming out soon about playing tag. But uh, this would be I'm going to put this in the show notes again. Tech Educator Podcast dot com. Episode 186. This is sites that Google dot com slash view slash ISTE tag 18 sites that Google dot com slash view slash ISTE tag 18 they're looking to put together the biggest educator tag game ever i don't know how many people are needed to break the record of the old one three maybe i'm not sure right but but they're trying to put together thing i think we we need to do that we need to have a podcaster's game of tag where i don't know how does it work if if, if will is interviewing somebody and dan comes up he can tag will out and then dan gets the interview with the person is that how that is that how we can work this year? <laughs> I like that idea. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Or maybe like a scavenger hunt where if Will is interviewing that person, then I have to somehow find that person and interview them too. We'll, we'll just do Marco Polo through Voxer. No, that, that won't work. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Well, let's take a look at that, right? Because, we're, we, you know, the reason why we're all together today is because we are putting together um, all of our podcasts, right? And, and I've you know, I've got my strategies, you've got your strategies, but if you are out there going to ISTE as a media person, podcaster, blogger, whatever, um, let's kind of talk about some of the strategies here. Brad, what, what is your strategy when going to these conferences? Do you, do you make appointments ahead of time? Do you just go to the vendor floor and shove a mic in front of everybody? Like what, what is your plan of attack for going through the next two weeks here? Um, you know, my shows, I, I like to be a little more informal. So for me, it's it's really if I'm, I'm going to be bringing recording equipment that'll work mobily. And if, if a moment occurs where I feel like, hey, let's just let's record something and talk for a little bit. Um, that's a lot of what I did last year. It was very, uh, very organic. It was not really planned out. Um, and then for people that I know I want to I meet and I want to spend more time with, I give them a card and it's got a link to my scheduler. And I, and I interview them later when the conference has calmed down and everybody's brains are cleared and we can really think through what we learned and talk about it. That's actually a really good idea. Waiting for the right moment and making sure everything's all set up in the right way. Dan, what's your approach to everything? So in terms of uh, hitting ISTE, you know, hitting the ground running in terms of media, I don't know that I'm going to do a whole heck of a lot of podcasting per se. I think I'm going to take Brad's approach and, and take it as it comes. I am planning, of course, on along with Valerie and, and our team, uh, scoping and, and live streaming quite a bit with the hashtag Pass the Scope EDU crew. So um, I'm approaching that a little bit more in a, in a little bit more of a planned out way. Um, like I said before, you know, we kind of take different approaches and different angles to make sure we cover the event. You know, we really do take that seriously. And even though we're not sponsored or approved 
by ISTE themselves, um, we do really uh, take seriously our responsibility, let's say, to bring the conference virtually to people who can't be there. So planning out, um, you know, which sessions I'm going to go to, which keynoters I want to sit in on and listen to speak, but also to interview maybe before or after uh, and, and just, you know, th- things like that. And uh, Will, what's your what's your recommendation this year? What what are you planning to do? I've reached out to some people on Twitter already, uh, saying, "Hey, let's connect to do this." Uh, but honestly, I'm, I plan to just you know maybe park, find my little spot in the Bloggers Cafe, and see some people and say, "Hey, you know, come come hop on for about three minutes." Uh, this is going to be different because you know normally my podcast show is, you know, between thirty to forty minutes. So I'm going to try to do, you know, several little short uh, interviews a day uh, sort of to get uh, a feel of the individual and what they're doing, but sort of in some way uh, a spirit of the conference uh, to show those people who are my listeners. I get it. I get it. Lots of lots of good things. I would certainly recommend anybody out there if you see. Dan, Brad, Valerie, uh, who did I miss? Will, myself, anybody out there that that's reaching out trying to help people get some interviews in come on over and say hello right like we're, we're out there trying to trying to share what's going on at isti on the isti floor with everybody else would love to do all of that stuff um and i'm sorry just, just to please. just to take that one step further i mean if, if people are watching this and are fans of our shows or are fans of us and and you have something to share let us know and, and maybe we could help you promote that get you on the show whether you know brad said like whether it's at ISTE or maybe just planning something for uh, the rest of the summer or beginning of next school year, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, if anybody out there wants to come up to me and say, hey, do you know where Dr. Will is? I'm happy to point everybody in the right direction for that, right? Bloggers Cafe. Bloggers Cafe. Cafe. Hey, Jeff. Yes. What is your advice? Uh, Because I'm new to the game. Uh, You know, I've been to ISTE before, but I'm new as going with media in terms of actually podcasting, you, you are a long-term veteran in it. So what is your advice to us? Don't my, okay. So my advice is, is, is don't overdo yourself and also know your end game. Um, like I said, I've been doing this for seven years. There was an ISTE where, and I kid you not, I did over a hundred interviews at ISTE. I spent a ton of time making sure everything was edited. I had bios, I had pictures, I had logos, I had everything out. I actually put that down into 11, 13 different shows. Like I would do one show with like a compilation, but I did like 10 of those, right? Because there was so much content. But what you find is after the conference, nobody listens to a show of interview, 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 interview live from ISTE. I find as a podcaster, they just don't have the, you know, the replay value. Um, If you're on Twitter and you say, learn how to make a Google doc versus watch my 33 interviews with all these people from ISTE, which one would you choose? And I've kind of changed my ideas over it where, look, if I meet Dr. Will and I want to interview Dr. Will, great. That's awesome. But I'm always going to say, have a plan for what you're going to do with that content, right? Like, you know, I, I love Dr. Will's show. He's got his brand. He's got his niche. He's got his thing. If I was Dr. Will, I would say, go find people that fit that, right? Go find those people for your show 
yeah, you can interview all the other people, but but find those people that are going to make your show and your brand go. If you're not a show that goes out and interviews ed tech companies, stay away from the vendor floor. If you're if you're somebody that goes out there and you want to get the edge of celebrity, and I hate that term, go and get those people, right? All those different things. But I, I kind of learned my lesson after one year, after doing over 100 interviews. I'm like, you put all of this hard work in, and the only thing you have to show after a year is a little analytics stat that says like 30 hits. And it's <laughs> it's for me, I, I've changed my strategy so much over the last couple of years. Um, right now, I have all of my interviews lined up, both for people and for um, companies. And we're working everything together right now to make sure what it is. And I agree with what I, I think it was Dan or Brad might have said. Some of these interviews are going to happen after the fact, but I'm going to meet with them next week for five minutes. So that way they know that when they're on the show, this is what we're going to do together. And this is how we're going to make awesome. Right. So there's a lot of different things that we can do. But again, I I always say that with teacher cast runs a little bit differently than than the hey, how you doing kind of show. And that's awesome. But does that am I, does that make sense, guys? Like, like have the plan yeah, going yeah. into things. 100%. I, I, where could uh, where could we find you while we're out there, uh, Jeff? Because I know you're going to be doing a session that is uh, worth checking out. There's a lot of great things. And thank you for asking. Um, there's a lot of great things. I'm going to be flying out on Saturday and I'm going to be spending all day Sunday with Lego education. Um, there is an announcement coming. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, so I can't say it yet. But there's an announcement coming out uh, tomorrow morning, in fact, um, about something awesome that I can't talk about right now. And so we're going to be spending all Sunday doing broadcasting uh, from Lego Le Lego education. And on Tuesday, you can head over to the Microsoft booth. I'm going to be broadcasting at the Microsoft booth from 10 o'clock until about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We've got great shows lined up with Microsoft Innovative Educators. We've got shows lined up with, uh, with corporate people and, and OneNote teams. And we're going to be talking about devices and MIEs and Windows. And and, and the biggie, I'm, I'm so excited to share this with you, but two I'm going to double check this one because here's the thing, guys. I've been looking at my calendar both in Central Time and Eastern Time, so I can't say it exactly, but I think it's 2 o'clock one of those two times. It's certainly not Alaska time. I have an exclusive interview with the CEO of Flipgrid, and I'm gonna have a, we're going to have a wonderful time talking to Microsoft and Flipgrid Ooh. together about all of that stuff. So check that out. Um, I'm going to be at the Microsoft booth all day broadcasting live. Uh, Valerie, I will do my best to make sure that we are passing that scope for anybody that's not at ISTE. And, and you know, please, anybody that's out there, share around. Um, if the Wi-Fi works, I'm going to be broadcasting live. We've got some great, 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 great guests signing up. And I wish I could remember what time zone I'm in, but I don't even know what day it is today. So, um, and let's see, Wednesday, I've got two presentations at nine o'clock in the morning. I've got two amazing, are, are they co-hosts when you present together? But uh, Tammy Dunbar and Richard Snyder, we're doing Hack the Classroom. Um, they're amazing, amazing MIEs. And uh, my little contribution to that is going to be how do you hack your classroom with podcasts? So, Valerie, we might talk a little bit about that between now and then. And then at 1130, I'm so excited. I didn't even know that this was happening, but we're going to be doing a session called How to Kick Your Classroom Up to 11 by bringing an audio video. And basically, it's my podcasting workshop in an ISTE interactive lesson. And that's going to be from 1130 Central to 1230 Central. But that's not it. Brad, tell them what's happening right after our session. But you got to go to my session first, right, Brad? What's happening at 1230? Well, the plan is uh, to have a uh, 
And I say that because remember I told you right before we started that my session got moved and ah. is now immediately after your session. Um, but anyways, uh, the plan is to do a podcasters meetup uh, at uh, after Jeff's session. So Jeff's session is um, is uh, what what did you say Wednesday? Wednesday at eleven thirty Central. All right, and then so at twelve thirty or Central, we're going to have a little podcasters meetup. So if you listen to any of our shows, uh, if you listen to to me or Dan or Will or Jeff, then we are going to be there and available to uh, to meet some people and talk about podcasting and uh, have a good time. So from uh, twelve thirty to one thirty or so is the plan on Wednesday. And, and let us know, right? Like if if you're interested in doing that stuff, you can certainly reach out teachercast.net slash voicemail or feedback at teachercast.net. I'd love to know. Um, this is all completely informal because obviously, as Brad just mentioned, things change on the fly, right? Like one of my sessions was supposed to be on Tuesday. Now they're both on Wednesday. I don't know how that works, but um, yeah. But check us out. It's going to be completely informal. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll take over. Uh, let's see. Is there Will, is there a good place to hang out where people kind of go that maybe we can do a meetup together? Bloggers Cafe. Bloggers Cafe is a great <laughs> place to go, maybe. Um, we'll figure out what floor we're on, but definitely we'll, we'll put that out there as we go through here. So, yeah, lots of great things out there. But, yeah, it, it is always good to have a plan, right? Because I think the word overwhelming is, is, is a true word, right, guys? Wouldn't you say ISTE is a little overwhelming? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Don't actually, forget to take breaks. Don't forget to sit down and just relax. Don't forget to eat lunch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pack your yeah. power bars. Pack your this. Pack your that. I, I. I don't know what to say. Is it bring cash with you? Because I, I mean, the, yes. they take credit cards all over the place. But you know, a couple bucks here, here or there for a pretzel or a soft drink or something, right? Like. So I, I just wanted to say two things about feeling overwhelmed. First of all, um, no, I'm normally speaking kind of claustrophobic and someone who really doesn't work well in large crowds of people. So to me, the expo floor is very overwhelming. So the conference is too, don't get me wrong, lots and lots of people, but I don't spend too much time on the expo floor, to be honest. Um, and also I wanted to say for anyone who's concerned or starting to feel overwhelmed uh, about attending ISTE and you're not sure how to get around, I've only been to Chicago like maybe once ever. Um, And what I understand is that the convention center and some of the downtown area attractions and hotels aren't necessarily right near each other. And so I would also recommend to start figuring out transportation in and around the city. Um, Figure out whether or not your hotel that you're staying at is along the ISTE shuttle route. That's really important. Um, And how much, you know, rides are, whether it be Uber or Lyft or um, the, the L train or however you're getting around the city. I think that's also important so that you don't feel too overwhelmed. Plan that out a little bit. I, I second that. The one thing that I'm going to definitely be doing before I leave is to make sure that the Uber app is on and make sure that it's got, you know, money in there and all those different things, right? Because you know, I actually got in the corner and then realizing that you don't have the app on your phone. In all honesty, I've already just earlier this week, I've downloaded the uh, the Uber app, but also the, let me see what it's called real quick, the app that allows me to put money on my account to ride the L train in Ventra, V-E-N. TRA and you can kind of preload money uh, for train rides around the city. So yeah, Brad's on there right now. So yeah, I, I got those <laughs> two apps link in the show notes as well. I will. I will. So yeah, no, I, I've, um, I've been scouting out the transportation scene a little bit. I'm flying into Midway airport. I can get from there to like 
a few blocks away from the hotel and then I'll probably have to get a ride, but I can get there most of the way on train. So that's what I'm planning to do. Uh, we have a comment over here. Dan, what is your username and password for that app? <laughs> <laughs> I already got money on there, man. Oh, you sorry, gonna, sorry. If, I mean, if you're going to add money for me, sure. Hey, I'll take a donation. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've said this a few times and, and I'll talk a little bit about how I handle this, but, but what is the way to handle 80 million vendors on one floor. You can get lost in there, right? Or you could go to your favorite app and just go, can I be an ambassador? Can I be an ambassador? Can I be it? Right? What, what is the way to, to navigate this massive humanity that is the ISTE vendor floor? Find a high vantage point, take a panorama photo, and then walk out. Get that's, that's my <laughs> suggestion. <laughs> it's just too much. Oh, it's too much. So I just know for me, uh, there are a few companies that I am an ambassador for or that I have close relationships with, Um, you know, just to name a few, Nearpod, Flipgrid, who knew it? So I will definitely visit those booths. Um, I know Nearpod's got a nice bright pink Pioneer shirt waiting for for some of us. Uh, So if you see a bright pink uh, Nearpod shirt, you know, those are the Nearpod Pioneers. I can't wait. But, um, you know, so... I definitely check in with those uh, those that I'm most familiar with. Maybe a few that I want to learn more about. Like I said, I I'm, I'm kind of chicken uh, when it comes to the expo floor. I don't really spend a lot of time on there. I really don't. Anybody yeah, just have keep any? walking, keep walking, walk fast. Put your poker face on and just go. <laughs> <laughs> poker face. Just go because they're going to come at you and they're going to come at you a mile a minute. They want to scan your badge so that they can have your information in their database and then you get inundated with emails. So unless you want that to happen, just be very strategic. You know, those companies that you're interested in go, the rest of them, just keep it moving. They'll be nice, enticing swag on the table. And you know, as teachers, we get giddy over simple things like pens and stickers. And so you want to try to collect all of those things. Don't fall for the trap. Just keep moving. I, 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 yeah, swag on the table. I always say find the vendors that offer like tote bags early in the day because at the end of the day, you're going to have a tote bag that's filled, right? Um, my recommendation for dealing with vendors, and this is the podcaster's strategy, and this is the just go and have fun strategy. Figure out as quickly as you can who you're speaking to at these vendor booths. Is it the company's CEO? Is it an ambassador? Is it a, and I use this term lightly, grunt that was hired just to go to the convention that may or may, or may not know about the product? Is it a software developer for the product? Is it a marketing person? Figure out who you're, like, you may be talking to another teacher who's an ambassador. Awesome. Fig, because that's going to help out. I, I've been in situations where you really want to ask a question about how can I use this in my classroom, but you're talking to a coder. That's not the conversation that you want to have. You want to figure out, well, maybe this isn't the, you know, maybe they only have coders and programmers here. Maybe they have ambassadors somewhere else. Maybe the CEO, because it's a smaller company. But but very quickly, figure out who you're talking to and realize, is it worth my time to talk to a coder and a programmer when maybe I can just go on social media and ask somebody because that person is more up to date with things? Um, does, does that make sense or am I just a weird person for saying that? I agree. No, I think that's a great point, Jeff. You know, the thing I would add is that, you know, these people are um, their job 
or whatever their purpose is to talk to people and get leads and and move people along you you need to be respectful but you you don't need to like continue to have a conversation when you're not the decision maker and when you're not someone who can do anything about it and so feel free to just end the conversation and say thanks so much i'm leaving don't worry about offending them because if you're not going to buy their product, they don't want to talk to you anyway. And right. so, you know, their their whole purpose is to is to buy their product. And if you're talking to them just because you're trying to be nice, but you know you're never going to do business with them, just move along. You know, they know you sometimes you're coming just for the free stuff. Feel okay about that. Get the free stuff and then move along or don't even stop there. But you, you got to recognize their job is to make money and make this a worthwhile investment. So don't waste their time and don't let them waste your time either. I, and I, do spend time with those that are great. I think what Jethro was saying is don't fall in love, right? Like don't, <laughs> don't like if, if you, right. and here's the example, right? If you're going over to the Flipgrid booth, right? And you're so going, oh my goodness, this is great. This is the wonderful thing. But you know, you work in like a Google school. You're probably not going to be using Flipgrid, right? So, so try not to fall in love with that one thing that's really, really new and exciting out there if, as he said, you're not the decision maker. You're, you're like, you know, you might not have access to these things. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a lot of good strategies on there. We have one more topic that's not on our show notes here, but I, I really want to bring this up because we all hit this as teachers, as administrators, and especially as tech coaches. We go to ISTE. We are literally in color, right? Like we go to the Wizard of Oz land and there's all these wonderful <laughs> things. And then we all know what happens, right? We come back home. We go into our classroom. We step back into our office and reality hits. I'm no longer in Oz. How do we go back to our schools and either keep that ISTE magic or you go, all right, now I'm back in teacher world. I'm not in edu awesomeness world where all these innovations happen. I'm in my classroom where there is no budget for like, how do we make these transitions? I, I, I'm curious to see what the administrators on the panel say here, but, but what is like, what do you do with all of this stuff? Cause it's these, addictive. And then you come back to reality yeah. sometimes. And you got to find one thing that you're going to bring back one thing and don't stress about anything else. One thing that makes you a better teacher or leader or whatever from that experience and do that thing and do it well. If you do that, it was worth every penny for the district to send you there. It was worth every penny for you to go there by yourself. You don't need to adopt everything. Just find one thing that's worthwhile and bring that. That is yeah. awesome. And I second that because um, even with my, you know, with my job as, as well, I, I there was a time I used to get real excited about we're going to change the world, and then you got teachers who are like, "Buddy, I'm not doing that." Uh, so I now find that, as he said, finding one thing, and then I think about that one thing, and I know which teachers to take that one thing to. So I don't take it to everybody because I know everybody isn't going to use it or be as excited about changing their practice as I am. So uh, I'm just very. Uh, intentional about what I do and what I take back. Valerie, what are you thinking? I was going to say the same thing um, as Jethro mentioned and, and Will, 
just focus on the one thing. If my school's LSPI goal is focusing on literacy, then I'm probably going to try to figure out things that are going to help improve literacy. Or if math is our goal this year, I'm going to focus on those things because they're going to be valuable, not just to myself, but because I understand that this is a collective buy-in to the people in my building. So when I bring it back to them, it's not just, oh, what is she talking about now? But we understand that this is a goal that we're trying to achieve together. So that's going to be my plan of attack. That's going to be my strategy. And whatever I choose to do on the, on the side as my passion areas, then I'm going to keep those things to myself and I'll, you know, grow. And if the person next door wants to hear about it, then I'll share. But find that one thing that it's a full focus plan. So that way, when you do bring it back, people are ready to listen and they realize we can move forward together. That's cool. Brad, what do you think of all this? Um, one of the things I'm really intentional about is I do my notes as I'm in a session in a blog format. So I actually write a blog summary of each session I sit in and I post it to my blog so that even if I don't share with anybody in my school, I at least can feel like I've shared out to somebody. Um, so on bradshreffler.com, I will write review, like not reviews, but just summaries and breakdowns of what I saw and what I thought about it. Um, and those also give me something to refer back to later to say, oh, you know what? I saw a session about that. Who was it that ran that? And what was that? And I have all my own notes in a very easy way to find them. So that's kind of one of the ways I do it. So what, what does that mean? Does that mean that you sit at a session and you open up WordPress and you just start to take notes down, which then becomes your blog post? Yeah, typically. So I'm, I'm, you know, while they're doing the introduction, I'm writing a quick, like, this is the title of it. This is who's presenting it. And while they're talking to introduce themselves and then I take my notes right in WordPress right there. And then after the session, I may just stay in the room if it's available or I'll go to the bloggers cafe for five minutes and, you know, reformat some sentences, turn them into a couple paragraphs and pop it out as a blog post. I love that. I, I know with myself, I always have that. Okay. How do you make the transition from all of this ISTE content to back to the normal grind? And, and that's a great solution of just getting the stuff out as quickly as possible and, Getting, you know, because nobody wants to, you know, nobody wants to leave ISTE and then have a hundred hours of work to do just to put out ISTE posts. Like we want to move. Some of us have summer times, right? Sorry, Jethro, but some of us have summer times. I know. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Um, lots of good stuff here. Now, before we wrap up, and, and guys, this has been an awesome show. I, I would welcome. I, I, I don't know. I think we should do this as a post ISTE wrap up as well. Or maybe we can find some time on Monday and we'll just do like a live from ISTE kind of a thing as we pass that scope together, right? Hashtag pass the scope, right? <laughs> now, we, we te teacher cast has been known over the last couple of years to cause a little bit of, of trouble at ISTE. And I'd like to start to cause some trouble again this year. Would you guys be interested in a little game for ISTE this year? I'm in already. I like causing trouble. I'm in. Okay. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. So we, we had a hashtag that we started a few years ago that kind of went viral and it kind of attacked not only the ISTE hashtag, but also all of Instagram. And, and, and Will, you said this is your first time at ISTE, correct? No, this is my third time at ISTE. Third time at ISTE. Awesome. So, so you're a veteran here, but I would like to start the hashtag selfies with Dr. Will 18. <laughs> <laughs> if you're out there and you're listening and we can start this at any point in time here but but go on up meet dr will get a picture get an interview where are you going to be dr will the bloggers cafe bloggers cafe is a great place um selfies with dr will 18 are you guys with me on this one brad's starting already <laughs> <laughs> and i 
And I tell you what, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna try and do over the next couple of days, uh, Doctor Will, if you don't mind, just to up the ante here, is maybe to print out some Doctor Will images. So even if you can't find Doctor Will and you know where he's gonna be, but even if you can't find him and you can find me or maybe is someone else on the panel here, y- you'll find Doctor Will. Don't worry. Now, now Valerie's gonna wake up with a pass the Doctor Will <laughs> scope or something like that. Dr. Will, is that okay? Are you in with this one here? We're, we're, we're going to put the Dr. Will show on the map. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So here we go. <laughs> Hashtag selfies with Dr. Will 18. Because, you know, next year we'll be, you know, we have to compare the hashtags to next year. Yes. All right, guys. It has been a blast. We have some pretty awesome show notes. Again, this is techeducatorpodcast.com. Show number 186. And uh, let's see. We've got a lot of great stuff here. We've got all of our links. Guys, let's do a quick round robin here. We will begin with the wonderful, the beautiful, the elegant Brad Scheffler. Tell us a little bit about where you can find that. Po- <laughs> Sorry, Jethro. Uh, po- uh, Brad, uh, let's see. Name, podcast, links. Spam us all with it. I, um, I'm Brad Streffler. That's S-H-R-E-F-F-L-E-R. No C has an A, has an R in there. Um, and you can find me at bradstreffler.com. I'm at Brad Streffler on Twitter and Instagram and the Planning Period Podcast, wherever you catch podcasts. Dan. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, Dan Krinus. And on Twitter and Instagram, I am at D Krinus. My podcast is Leader of Learning and the website is leaderoflearning.com for the podcast, the blog and more. Jethro. Yep, at Jethro Jones, and uh, you can always come visit in Fairbanks, Alaska, and I invite you all to come to the Transformative Leadership Summit at transformativeleadershipsummit.com. Thanks so much. Who's going to be featured at that summit? You know, there could be a featured guest from this panel, maybe even two. Right now, Brad and Jeff are going to be part of that. Uh, but we got a lot of other awesome people too, like Rick Warmly, Amy Fast, uh, Sonny Magana, and a whole bunch of awesome, awesome people. So uh, be sure to check that out. So we're going to be doing at that conference, we're going to be doing hashtag screenshots with Brad. <laughs> there we go. Uh, let's see, Valerie, tell us a little bit more about the, the past, the scope. How do we do all that stuff? Remind us about the great things here. All right. If you visit the website, pass the scope edu, make sure you add that edu at the end.com. Everything will be there. You'll find out about all the upcoming things happening at ISTE from giveaways, but you can find me on all social media platforms. I am V Lewis. Make sure you include I am V Lewis. It has nothing. And, to and, and, and by the way, ISTE, right? Pass the scope is not about your dental hygiene. <laughs> No, not and at by all. the way, in addition to the shenanigans with uh, selfies with Dr. Will, there will be plenty of shenanigans going on with Pass the Scope EDU. It's not going to be all business all the time because Pass the Scope EDU, some of the members of the crew got their own Airbnb and there's like a frat house or sorority house, whatever, because they're going to be like mixed. Anyway, it's a Pass the Scope EDU house and I can't wait to see those shenanigans. Seriously. Remember, we're all professional educators first. <laughs> you, you heard it here on, on the podcast. We're, we're shaking the finger here at everybody. Uh, let's see. Did we miss anybody, guys? Is anybody, did, did we get all the panelists here? Dr. Will, tell us where we can find you. Uh, I'm on SoundCloud and iTunes, uh, the Dr. Will Show podcast on Twitter uh, at I am Dr. Will. 
Uh, the one thing if I may say, uh, Jeff, to those who are going to ISTE, particularly for the first time, I want you to be a good person. And what I mean by, and I saw you laughing, but what I mean by that is is when I first went, I was so excited, right? And there were people who you quote unquote call as celebrities. And I approached a couple of folks and they were very rude. Uh, And I just say, be a good person. So when a stranger approaches you and they're excited to see you for the first time, even if you don't know them, be excited to see them too. You're going to be getting a lot of strangers from this podcast, though, Dr. Will. I'm just warning you now. <laughs> Hashtag selfies with Dr. Will 18. Well, we we got to make that one happen here. Um, guys, I want to say thank you. We, we are looking forward to ISTE. I am so looking forward to landing down in Chicago and checking everything out. Um, I, I, I've never been to Chicago, never really done anything outside of just going through the airport. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I might... Um, check out a traditional Chicago restaurant. I heard this Uno's place is pretty cool out there. So we're going to be good on that. What? No? Brad? You're, you're okay? okay? I'm good. Yeah. Uh, you're you're like, good. okay. Uh, I think to, to someone from Chicago, that would be like saying I'm going to Italy and eating at the Olive Garden. They have free breadsticks, man. <laughs> all, you can, all you can eat breadsticks. Um, guys, if you're, if you're out there, seriously, like, like you know, make friends have a good time connect don't be afraid to go up to anybody and say hi some of my closest friends i've met just by going up and saying hey how you doing i follow you i love your stuff um you know get selfies with everybody right like make that hashtag your own start your own hashtag right if you're taking pictures and stuff you know isti with jeff.com or you know whatever you can do but make isti your own i love the ideas of don't overstress things can't say enough wear comfortable shoes um you never have enough comfortable shoes on that stuff but honestly have a good time um we're gonna be doing a lot of stuff you know find me at the microsoft booth find me over at lego find me all over the different places we will have a good time for there but we want to know what you're doing reach out to us on twitter at teachercast or leave us a voice message over at teachercast.net slash voicemail or email us at feedback at teachercast.net we want to hear from you on behalf of our wonderful panel of edu podcasters on everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.